Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Thunderbolt Earth, the podcast series where we discuss anything related to Earth. This week's topic is climate change, so I asked you guys what kind of things you wanted me to discuss related to climate change. I chose some questions that I thought were very important to discuss. The first question I'm going to discuss is when did humans begin to have an influence on the environment? So humans began to have an influence on the environment and climate during the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s and had significantly increased after the 1950s. The Industrial Revolution was a transition of economies that were based on agriculture and handicrafts into new manufacturing processes in Europe and the United States. This new transition led to an increase in industrial chemicals such as pesticides and pharmaceuticals. Pesticides can be quickly transported in runoff water or with eroded sediment and can contaminate fresh water supplies and groundwater, poisoning plants and animals. Pharmaceuticals can sometimes be deposited into the environment through improper disposal and at very low levels can still hurt aquatic life. Scientists have discovered that pharmaceuticals have been found in over 100 streams across America. To investigate the record of synthetic compounds, researchers used high-resolution mass spectrometry in two lakes in Central Europe. They were able to investigate the past 100 years of sediment layers and discover that there was already synthetic chemicals in the sediments before the 1950s. During the 1950s is when scientists discovered that there was a dramatic increase in synthetic chemicals in water due to the boom in industrial activities after World War II. So the 1950s is when humans began to really have a negative impact on the environment. During the Industrial Revolution, people did not realize that the burning of fossil fuels would have a significant impact on the climate. Ever since the 1800s, humans have been adding greenhouse gas emissions like CO2 and methane to the atmosphere by burning fossil fuels. This atmospheric accumulation of gases trapped heat into the atmosphere, which led to climate change. The next question I'm going to discuss is how have humans had the most influence on climate change in a negative way? So the top three human activities that have an influence on the climate and the Earth's temperature is the burning of fossil fuels, deforestation, and farming livestock. The burning of fossil fuels have been used for over 100 years to meet our energy needs. Burning fossil fuels produces carbon dioxide, which is the main cause of human-induced climate change. According to the Center for Climate and Energy Solutions, CO2 is responsible for 76% of total greenhouse gas emissions. Carbon dioxide is known as a climate forcer because it forces the climate to become warmer by affecting the flow of energy flowing in and out of the Earth's climate system. Carbon dioxide is a long-lived gas, which means it affects the climate for a long period of time in the atmosphere, which therefore contributes to long-term climate change. The production of carbon emissions leads to the effect of climate change. The increased heat from climate change alters the conditions of oceans. Glaciers and ice are melting rapidly, which causes an increase in water levels and also allows more sunlight to be absorbed, melting the ice even faster. The increased heat also causes more water to evaporate, which causes more extreme weathers like hurricanes. Climate change also affects natural habitats on land and in water. As ice continues to melt, it becomes more difficult for ice-dependent animals like polar bears and walruses to survive. Coral reefs and shellfish are also being negatively affected by climate change. 
Algae in corals are sensitive to temperature changes, which causes the algae to leave and corals starve. These damaged coral reefs will then affect the entire marine ecosystem since they are home to many marine species. Due to warmer winters and longer summers, forests are more prone to deadly infestations by tree-killing insects. Trees are also weakened by droughts caused by the increased heat which causes many trees to die. Not only do carbon emissions trap heat into the atmosphere, but they also increase the acidity of water in oceans. According to the NRDC, the ocean can absorb up to 25% of carbon emissions and has become 30% more acidic since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Many marine organisms need calcium carbonate to form shells, but they cannot do this if the acidity in the water increases. The production of carbon emissions also contributes to air pollution by trapping heat and radiation at ground level and creating ground-level ozone. Ground-level ozone can cause a reduced growth and survivability rate of trees, increase the risk of plants getting diseases, and reduce the production of agricultural crops. The removal of trees, also known as deforestation, is also a major human activity that causes alterations in the environment. Deforestation occurs due to many reasons, such as farming and logging for materials. There are many negative environmental impacts that occur above and below ground due to deforestation. Many habitats can be destroyed, which can cause the loss of many animal and plant species. Trees and forests provide shelter for many animal species and also provide shade from the layers of leaves at the top of the tree. These leaves help regulate the temperature, but if they are cut down, then there will be a dramatic change in temperature, which can be fatal for many plant and animal species. In addition to the loss of habitats, the lack of trees due to deforestation does not allow trees to absorb carbon dioxide, which makes them release more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Trees also help regulate the water cycle. A lack of trees in a forest causes less water to be returned to soil, which then prevents the soil from growing crops. Trees help the land to retain water in topsoil, but deforestation causes soil erosion and makes the land more prone to flooding. Livestock farming is the breeding of livestock animals for the purpose of selling their meat and products. This industry causes many negative effects on the environment. In order for there to be more agricultural land and livestock ranches, more trees need to be cut down, which leads to the effects of deforestation. Another major effect of livestock farming is the production of harmful gases, such as ammonia. Animals produce large amounts of urine and manure, which releases these harmful gases. According to One Green Planet, 80% of ammonia emissions in the U.S. comes from animal waste. Once the ammonia gas is released into the atmosphere, it produces bacteria that combines with other pollutants to form nitric acid. After the nitric acid builds up in the atmosphere, it falls back to the ground as acid rain. Acid rain has a major effect on the forest and aquatic life. It gets absorbed into the ground and dissolves into nutrients that trees need to survive. As acid rain flows through the soil, it can release aluminum into the soil particles, which makes it hard for trees to absorb water, and it can also flow into streams and lakes and harm aquatic life. Another important question that I'm going to discuss is what are small human activities that are negatively impacting the environment? We have little habits that we practice every day without realizing that we are leaving a negative impact on the environment. A common habit that many people have is leaving the lights on when you are not in the room. Turning the lights off when you leave your room 
can help you save energy and reduce the amount of greenhouse gas emissions. Most power plants burn coal, fossil fuel, or crude oil to generate electricity. According to a study at Boston University, if you turn off your lights whenever you leave your room, you can reduce the amount of greenhouse gas emissions by 0.15 pounds per hour. Another bad habit that people have, including me, is buying coffee in paper cups. The coffee industry leads to deforestation, waste, water pollution, and contamination. Not only are paper cups indecomposable, but the manufacturing process itself has a negative impact on the environment. Billions of paper cups are used for coffee every single year, which results in millions of trees being cut down each year and billions and billion gallons of water going to waste. The best way to stop this bad habit is by bringing a reusable cup to your local coffee shop. A habit that is easy to cut out of your everyday life is the use of plastic bags for grocery shopping. Most grocery stores package items in plastic bags used to carry home. Plastic is a threat to oceans and can release greenhouse gas emissions. According to the WWF, about 8 million tons of plastic enters the ocean each year. Plastic takes hundreds of years to break down, so large pieces of it can directly choke different marine animals. The smaller pieces of plastic can be ingested by marine animals, including plankton. Plankton are important because they take carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and water and hide it away in deep ocean sinks. If plankton are harmed by plastic, then more carbon dioxide will enter the atmosphere and water. The increase in temperature due to climate change causes plastic to release greenhouse gases such as methane and ethylene, which then increases the rate, the rate of climate change. So, instead of using plastic grocery bags, always bring reusable bags whenever you are going to the grocery store. So, the question that I saved for last is what are some human actions that can prevent the environment from being destroyed? There are many new inventions, behaviors, and policies that people can use to prevent the environment from being endangered. Many people around the world have invented sustainable technology that can be purchased by anybody. For example, an Indian food company called Bakey's invented edible cutlery. Billions of pieces of plastic cutlery are disposed each year and are pollutants in landfills and waterways. Edible cutlery is made from rice, wheat, and sorghum and comes in three different flavors. Its ingredients make sure it does not go soggy when used in liquids. Another example of a clever invention is the sea bin. Two Australian surfers came up with this idea when they were looking for an easier method of removing debris from marinas. The sea bin is a garbage bin that can operate while submerged in water and collects, collects garbage, debris, and oil 24 hours a day. It has a shore-based water pump that allows water to enter the bin, while catching any debris that floats in with a natural fiber bag. The water is then pumped back into the marina. There are many ways that you can reduce your carbon footprint. Human activities and energy consumption increase the level of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere, which is a major cause of global warming. It is important that we try to reduce our carbon footprint in order to avoid the serious effects of climate change. For example, you can ride a bike or walk to your destination instead of driving a vehicle. Vehicles produce a lot of greenhouse gas emissions. Studies show that vehicles produce one-third of all U.S. air pollution. Riding a bike or walking is not only beneficial for the environment, but it's also beneficial for your physical health. Another way you can reduce your carbon footprint is by following the 5 R's rule. Refuse, reduce, reuse, rot, recycle. 
You should reduce or refuse purchasing items that cannot be reused, recycled, or rot. For example, try to avoid single-use plastics like plastic cutlery and go for reusable cutlery. Always try to recycle or reuse anything you can instead of throwing it away so, so that way you can reduce waste. Make sure to always recycle products like paper, cardboard, glass, aluminum, tin, and plastic containers. If you have items that are in perfect condition and are reusable like books and toys, but you don't want to keep them, then always try to donate them to schools, hospitals, or thrift stores. Many countries around the world are making climate commitment laws. For example, New Zealand has enacted emissions target legislation that aims to get rid of carbon emissions by 2050. This also commits to reducing methane emissions within the same time frame. The country will also have an independent climate change committee, which will help give the government advice on setting and meeting carbon budgets and preparing for climate change. There are two changes that will occur with New Zealand's legislation. The first one is that it will only apply to the country's domestic emissions, and the second one is that it will operate different targets for long-lived greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide and short-lived gases like methane. In 2019, the federal government of Canada also introduced the act to reach net zero emissions by 2050. Some changes under the act include setting five-year emissions reduction targets and publishing an annual report that describes federal crown corporations are considering the financial risks of their decisions for climate change. So that wraps up this week's episode for Thunderbolt Earth. I hope that this information was useful to you and that you will do as much as you can to save our planet. Make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode and don't forget to tweet me any ideas for next week's topic. See you in the next episode.